I think so much of America is lonely and you could be married to your best friend. And what I learned in that breakdown is that even though I was right beside, physically right beside my best friend, I was still filled uh, enough with pride to, it kept me from, from talking to her and being honest about how I felt. And I was ashamed for how I was, how I was feeling. And the one person I should be able to trust the most, I was still, it took me a few days to open up and to finally break. And I think that some, like you may be married to your best friend and you can still be lonely, you know? Yeah. Wow. And I think that isolation, honestly, like if you're a believer, you know, like the that's the enemy's greatest tactic. Actually, whether you're a believer or you're not, there's a real enemy out there and he wants to keep you isolated. He does, like that's, that's what he wants you. He wants to keep you um, locked up and bound and yeah, you figure it out yourself, you know? And and I realized I couldn't do that myself. And so I talked to somebody um, weekly or bi-weekly, definitely now learned to like talk to Brittany about everything that I'm feeling. All right, welcome back everybody. This is the Ancient Health Podcast. I am so thrilled to bring you today's guest because not only is his family great friends of ours and we've gotten to know them so well over the last few years, yeah. but what he's been able to do to change the world in his message and how he's able to capture his creativity and really a gift that he's been given and share that with the world is truly incredible. So I'm just so stoked to have Brandon Lake in the studio with What's us today. Up? Brandon, thank you so much for being here. And uh, this is going to be so fun. Well, it's it's an honor to be on here and to be on with uh, somebody who's making waves and obviously the health world, but has it means the most because you've changed our lives, the journey that we've been on the past few years and seeking, you know, health and just, yeah, Brittany and I getting healthier, um, changing patterns and systems. And, uh, I feel better than I ever have before. And I have you to thank for that. And <laughs> well. so I love what you're doing and yeah. it's awesome. Uh, you're helping change, uh, you know, implement really good, healthy, uh, rhythms. And then hopefully I, I help people do that mentally and spiritually yeah. and with through music and stuff. So I love that our worlds are colliding. Yeah. It's, you know, it's been a journey and we talk about this all the time on the show, really just that health just evolves as different seasons of your life take place. And you have to choose to embrace it. You have to yeah. choose to make choices that promote the way that you feel that promote mm -hmm. a better way of living. Yeah. And we've gotten to see you guys do that. And there's yeah. been so much change in your lives. Yeah. I mean, your family has grown. I mean, yes. you, the just the impact of your ministry and what you're doing has transformed. I mean, yeah. it's it, in so many ways in a very short period of time. And so I think what's important to note there is that even through so much change, you've had to prioritize so many aspects of your health to be able to do the yeah. work that you're doing. Yeah. If you yeah. were to neglect that, I yeah. mean, what would that look like? Oh my gosh. I don't even want to know. Well, I mean, uh, because I didn't change some patterns because like you, you don't, you can't know what you don't know, or what's that saying? Like, you don't know, yeah, what, you you don't don't know, know. what you don't know until something happens. And you're like, oh my gosh, I have to change. I have to change some, some of the ways I'm doing things to be able to go where I feel like God's calling me. You know, there's that saying new levels, new devils. I met some of those devils as I stepped into new levels. And one of those was, was mental health. And, you know, I, Basically, uh, I've just been a local church dude my whole life. Grew up in the church. My dad's a pastor. Um, I got hold of a guitar, 
thought it was really cool, wanted to get a girlfriend. So I'm like, okay, maybe <laughs> me playing guitar would get me, get me there quicker. You know, I just thought it was cool. So I started singing, playing guitar, and then really fell in love with worship uh, music. And um, growing up in the church, just that's, I was surrounded by it all the time. Well, a few years ago, I, I signed to a record label and my world kind of exploded. Yeah. And I had been writing songs for years, but it was like, for whatever reason in this season, you know, God shined a light and then opportunity just came knocking an amount that was like hard to, hard to handle. It was like, I was, and the best way I was drowning. I was just like every opportunity, yeah. every dream was coming true. And, uh, and I went on tour, um, signed with this record label and immediately went on tour. Like a few weeks later, I had just written with like all my heroes in the span of a few weeks. And then, you know, I'm, I'm on this mountaintop and I was essentially am sustaining this pretty unhealthy, you know, I know how to describe it, but like staying on the mountaintop, yeah. like staying on this drug of, you know, my adrenaline is firing just constantly. Right. Even when I'm not aware of it, I'm in this heightened state of excitement. Right. Yeah. I come home from this tour. Basically my world came crashing down mentally and I had no idea what was going on with my body chemically, mentally. I just, I didn't feel like myself. Everything began to um, just kind of spiral out of control mentally. And I didn't feel like myself. I started believing lies and had the craziest thoughts. I had never experienced all these things. I'd never been on tour before. So I had no idea how it was going to like affect my body yeah. and my mind. Yeah. And so um, I remember one night it was about two days into just freaking out. And I completely kind of like isolated myself. Didn't talk about it with Brittany. Who's like my best friend, my yeah. wife, my best friend. I was too prideful to share that. I was freaking out. Yeah. I, I was literally like going crazy. And basically a buddy of mine um, sent me a voice text because he, he knew I wouldn't answer the phone. I didn't answer the phone when he tried calling. I was too yeah. prideful. And he sends me this text and he's praying over me. It was just in that moment that everything broke. And yeah. I finally was able to just kind of like confess this is how I was feeling. And I began just to weep like fetal wow. position. Brittany's holding me. Yeah. And, um, and it was just a scary place because I'd never used the word depression, um, anxiety, like to be, tr to be honest, I thought those were maybe, I didn't even know if those were things were real, like, yeah. cause I'd never experienced it until all of this came, you know, kind of happened at one time and then my body just kind of shut down. Yeah. And so, uh, since then the opportunities haven't stopped, you know, I still get asked to do, uh, things left and right because I'm collaborating with people all over the genre, all over the industry. And so my world is still is as, as fast, but I've had to develop, develop healthy systems and seasons of rest mm -hmm. and pauses and, uh, relationships to keep me healthy. Yeah. And, um, and so I'm happy to say I'm doing a lot better now, but going to new levels, definitely I've had to implement new tools and systems to be able to stay healthy. Yeah. I, what I hear you say there too, is so important because a lot of times there's a couple of traps I think that we can fall into, you know, one being that we think we're just crazy and we're the only one. And we yes. think, this yeah. is, yeah. I just need to get, I need to snap out of it. Yeah. And so we don't allow ourselves to really just 
face what it is that we're experiencing and maybe yeah. just identify that there's just a lot going on. And yeah. even if you can't fully understand it, you can't fully wrap your head around it, that it's not something you can sweep under the rug and just say, I- I'm just off. I'm just yeah. having a bad day. Right. Did you have those times where you just thought like, there's too many good things going my way for 100%. me to sit around and feel like I'm anxious. That's what was driving me crazy is I'm like, all of my dreams are coming true. Surely I'm okay. Yeah. Like everything I've prayed for, I've been going after, it's all coming my way. How am I going crazy? Why yeah. do I believe that my wife's cheating on me? She's given me no reason to. I'm just literally... Here's what happens is, this is what I learned talking to my counselor. My adrenaline had been firing for like so long, right? Or I don't even know the, the language around this, but like I was depleted of like my adrenaline. I'd been just going so hard, so fast. When I came home, I was so fatigued. It, it attacked my emotional management system. Mm-hmm. I just, I wasn't able to um, control my emotions. And then I began to just believe every single little thought that would come my way. Like Brittany doesn't love me. I'm not enough. I got to do this next thing or else I'll become insignificant. So like all these things are coming my way. And I'm like, I, this isn't Brandon. Like I don't normally wrestle with this kind of stuff. And so I would try to shake it. And then the next day came and I'm still believing these things. I'm like, I'm like living my dream. Why am I believing these lies? Literally the opposite. I was believing, even though I'm in the middle of the coolest season ever, you know, you, you can't just like shake it off. And that's when I realized, okay, I can't, I can't just fix it myself. I need to lean on other people and probably need to change some, I need to get some outside help, you know? Yeah. And, and there's something so significant about understanding that correlation of your physical health. I mean, whether we realize it or not, Sometimes we try to separate or segment different parts of our lives. And we just think that the physical is, well, it's what we're doing in the gym or it's, I haven't slept enough because, you know, I have a crying baby at night or I just have to get up really early. So those are the things that are triggering the physical decline. But what we don't realize is the way that our bodies are designed is that we have this upregulated response to stress that is there to protect you. And, And you actually can feel really, really good, which this is misleading to a lot of people because adrenaline and cortisol, all of these things are actually anti-inflammatory. And so they protect Mm. your body for a short period of time. And so you'll see a lot of times people with burnout, they're going, I mean, they're doing so much and you just think, man, like what, what do they have that I'm missing? And then all of a sudden they crash and you won't hear from them for a while because it's the brain is smart and it knows, Hey, we've hit a threshold where we're actually we're, we're starting to break down really important systems of the body to keep you alive in yeah, the, in the short right, term. Right. But it's when you hit that pause and the body thinks it's time to let down, we've yeah. been in that fight or flight for too long. And, and then all of a sudden it, everything starts to slow down yeah. and even things like digestion. I mean, all of the processes in the body are connected. And we talk about that. Yeah. We had Dr. Motley on the, on the show right now, he would just like totally geek out on this with us because yeah. he's so good at tying all the pieces together, especially from the angle of Chinese medicine and how mm. everything they're like little levers. Like, you know, you push yeah. one and it pulls on another. Yeah. So what you're describing is yeah physiologically, exactly the way that we're designed. Yeah. 
And, and that's where, you know, you will hit those bumps in the road. But I think that that's important to point out because if you see somebody that's out there just running guns a blazing, like that's great. But I promise you there's going to come a point because yes. we're just not meant to be in seasons of productivity and constantly doing stuff. That's yep. the culture. Right. hundred percent. But it's, you know, that's not the way that we're, we're supposed to have breaks and rest. So yep. what do you do? Or what have you learned to do that has forced you to say, like, I, I know that this is for me and this is not. I need to pr- yeah. I need to start putting yeah. some boundaries in my <laughs> life so that I can protect the gift that I have and that I can be contributing to the things that are the most important. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you probably wouldn't be surprised for me to tell you that that was also physically the most unhealthy I had been. Mm-hmm. It's the heaviest I'd ever weighed in that season where it all kind of came crashing down, you know, when you're on tour, you're, uh, I was taking advantage of every, um, after show <laughs> late night food, you know, like you're like, okay, I just sang for two hours. Like I deserve this yeah. burger and I burned 1600 calories minimum. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, and you might be burning a lot of calories with that food being so horrible. Like it's not doing yeah. anything good for your mental state, you know? Yeah. And for me, I, I really see the the correlation between that mental breakdown and that was that was the most most unhealthy that I had ever been physically, not working out at all, heaviest I'd ever been. So, like, actually, when COVID happened, like when COVID appeared, um, Brittany and I got into the gym or got into the garage, yeah, yeah and we said we're gonna do whatever it takes, yep. to change. Like, I've got to get healthy. We've both got to get healthy we began to cut stuff out. We went on a gut cleanse. Like you, you provided some things for us to just reset our system. Right. And, and we almost immediately began to see results and feel better, had so much more, you know, um, energy. I remember coming home from while I'm all doing this stuff on the road, right. And recording records and going on tour. I'm also a, a pastor at my church. And I would still have, when I'd come home, I'd do like a nine to five type job or nine to two, let's be yeah. realistic, <laughs> be honest. And I remember coming home and I would have no energy. I would just would be completely dead to the world. And I'm like, something's got to change. Like I'm, you know, 30 years old at this time, you know, 28 years old. Like I should have a lot more energy. Yeah. Like I should be able to go the most of the day and, and feel good. And so I knew I had to start changing things. And so um, really it was like 2018 was like breakdown. 2020 is really when we got, got into to really good shape. And, and so now we've, we've really tried to set boundaries. Um, we've really tried to, to keep to kind of our, our, our systems to, to stay healthy. Um, one is uh, I talk to somebody frequently about how I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, that's good. Um, I think so much of America is lonely and you could be married to your best friend. And what I learned in that breakdown is that even though I was right beside physically right beside my best friend, I was still filled uh, uh, enough with pride. It kept me from, from talking to her and being honest about how I felt. And I was ashamed for how I was, how I was feeling. And the one person I should be able to trust the most, I was still, it took me a few days to open up and to finally break. And I think that some, like you may be married to your best friend and you can still be lonely, you know? And I think that isolation, honestly, like if you're a believer, you know, like the, that's the enemy's greatest tactic, actually, whether you're a believer or you're not, there's a real enemy out there and he wants to keep you isolated. He does like, that's, 
that's what he wants you. He wants to keep you um, locked up and bound and yeah, you figure it out yourself, you know? And, and I realized I couldn't do that myself. And so I talked to somebody um, weekly or biweekly, definitely now learn to like talk to Brittany about everything that I'm feeling now. Um, this one sounds, you know, it's not super deep, but I actually think it's really, really important is fun. Yeah. What happened in that season is all these opportunities were coming my way. And even though they, they were exciting, it was still stress, like bad stress, good stress. My body was kind of receiving it the same way. It was still like, it, there was a huge demand on, on my gift. There was a huge demand on, uh, on my life. I've had to learn how to kind of break away from that and get the stress off feeling like I've got to perform and just have fun, have fun with the family, go do things that literally like fill me, fill me up. What can be hard is my job is so much fun. My job is my hobby, you know? Yeah. So I've had to find other things that fill me up in this season, like playing tennis and riding bikes, which I honestly was ashamed to say <laughs> that I, I liked riding bikes, you know, felt so sissy to be like, uh, yeah, like <laughs> I, I bike ride now, like that's my thing. But, um, that has been, I've literally noticed how I'll go out for a bike ride and it's like, I'm just revived, like getting out in the fresh air and, and doing things like playing tennis with Brittany has just revived me doing things that, you know, I'm not, um, people there's no one needs anything from me. I'm just refilling and having fun. And obviously like eating healthy, there's so much that we've cut out yeah. now. And, uh, and I know that that plays a huge part and me staying mentally healthy is, is, um, cutting out so much that was keeping me feeling uh, uh, icky and, and just, yeah, feeling down. Do you feel like I, I love the fun aspect because sometimes we just think, well, we don't have time for fun. You know, fun is it's always the thing that gets cut. It's because yeah. it doesn't need to be done. You know, I don't need to go right. for a walk. Do I right. really need to go for a walk? Like, what can I be doing on the walk? I could be checking my email. I could yeah. be listening to a podcast. Like, yeah. Those are all great, but sometimes you really do need to be quiet. Do you feel like you negotiate with yourself on the fun stuff? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So uh, one thing I've learned about myself is it's easy for me to believe the lie that I attach my identity to what I do so much. Wow. I'll say that. So my knee-jerk reaction when I'm feeling down is I need to do something else that people will praise um, in, in the line of my artistry and that kind of thing to feel better. When really I know now, if I'm feeling down, feeling low, the best thing I could do is go outside and go play with the boys. Like go kick the soccer ball, go do something that's actually the opposite. No one's going to praise that. I'm not necessarily posting that on Instagram. Like I need to get away from the thing that feeds. This is my identity uh, is, is worship leader. It's the songwriter. It's the, but that's my, that's my reaction is to like, okay, I need to do, to do something. And it's all subconscious, right? Like yep. I need to do something that people are going to praise when, when really now I need to actually retreat further and do something that's fun that no one knows I'm doing. That's what like actually feeds my soul, you know, and keeps me healthy. That's, you know, I am so glad we're there. I mean, if, if anything else, my goal is like, what's the one takeaway? Like what's the one piece mm -hmm. like that to me, 
And maybe it doesn't resonate with everybody, but I, I would be willing to bet. I would hedge my bets and say that most people, because of this mental conditioning where we want these quick hits of, of just feeling good. And sometimes that's food and sometimes it's being productive Yeah, and you can start to insert and just plug those things in. And when you start feeling like, well, I'm just not, I'm just, I haven't gotten anything done today. I feel tired and irritated because I've worked really hard yet. I don't have much to show for it. So I'm going to just work harder. I'm going to actually put myself in the hole even (laughs) more. And then we get more frustrated and depressed and we take it out on the people around us. So, I mean, I just feel like right there, like if we parked it right there, like that was it because that's for, I feel like that's for just about everybody to some degree. Like you can just plug and play all of the things and you only, you will know what those things are but they become subconscious. Like you said, we are not aware that we're choosing these different things to plug in. And before we know it, it manifests in our physical health. Yeah. And then we get so far down the line and we wonder why does our body not feel like our body? Like Mm. what, what is this that I'm stuck in? Because this is not me, you know, or you're just up in the middle of the night and Mm. you're freaking out and just thinking like, I don't, what am I doing with my life? You start questioning everything. And all of a sudden the the wheels start coming off and things start unraveling. I I just love that you, you went there and said Mm. that it's so important now. So we've kind of got a little bit of a timeline of how some of this stuff has, has progressed. And it's, it's an accelerated timeline to be honest, because there's so much has happened. Um, And I remember when we first met you guys, and it was like right when things were really starting to take off. And so there was so much, you know, moving and like, you've got you had two boys at the time, now three and, you know, got to know Brit. And so she's trying to, you know, really stand in the gap for you as things were really starting to take off. And I remember hearing the demo for your song help. I remember being in your house (laughs) and you had just come back from doing something and you're like, guys, listen to this. I test my songs on you guys. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We're like, that's awesome. Um, and so, and it was like on your phone and, but it was in a season, like this was a couple of years ago, just yeah. to give some context, but it was, it was in that season where, you know, you were really starting to put words to what yeah. it was you were experiencing. And so now that album has released and now the, the now yeah. we all, you know, can hear and just receive that message and really be a part, almost like put ourselves in that same place. Cause yeah. you know, we've all been there, like yeah. whether we're going into that season or coming out of that season, like you will face some stuff. Like you said, I mean, there's just new levels and new seasons of life. There's it, it, you will find yourself very quickly. If you're not proactive, like you're going to be struggling in the pit for a while. So bring us through like how that came to be. And then like what, why it meant so much that like, this was a message that you felt like uh, everybody else needs to know that this is not just for somebody that's, you know, working a a super long job, like multiple jobs, like this is for people that are at the top, they're at the middle, they're at the bottom. Like yeah. everybody will experience this. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, uh, if there's any message that I could, I, I would want to leave is that it, through this record, it's like, man, there is purpose in your pain, and you can use the things that you're going through to help other people. And by you processing it out loud, that could help you heal, right? And that, and so me writing songs about what I had been facing was a process of healing for me, just getting it out and just writing it down. Because, you know, sometimes when you confess how you're feeling, a few few things can happen. One, sometimes it's like, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Like, okay, I don't believe that. Like, yeah. but I just needed to get it out there. I need to hear myself say it. 
And then sometimes it's like, okay, that's real. What am I going to do about it? You know, and, and start to seek help. And, you know, I wanted to one heal myself from, I just began to write songs with how I was feeling. So help, you know, the first verse is like, and of course I'm doing it in an artistic way, but I'm writing it on a plane, actually on my way to Nashville to work on a different song. And I, I, I start writing, I start having a panic attack on the flight. And so I start writing down, I'm like, my mind feels like a circus, taming tigers, flaming torches. I can't deal with my own conscience. I get truth and lies entangled, dodging arrows at every angle. Why does life feel like a jungle? I, come take this weight off my chest. Come put this chaos to rest. I think I'm losing my mind. And then the chorus is help. When the panic attacks and I've got my back up against a wall, help come and invade the fear and the flames. Please hear me when I call help. And, you know, I'm a believer. And so I believe that my help comes from the Lord. And, um, and so that song kind of goes that way towards the bridge. And, and I wanted to write a song that was like, this is what a panic attack sounds like, you know? Um, Because I think that there's a lot of help out there. I want to be, if, if I can provide help for somebody, I want it to be as authentic as it possibly can be and believable, you know, one of, I think the first um, step and, 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 and not feeling crazy and being like, okay, I can do this. I can get through this is hearing somebody else say, Hey, you know what? Me too. I've been there. And so this whole record started with a song that was like, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. <laughs> I'm not going to try to have all the answers in the song. I'm just going to like process how I'm feeling. And I want it to even sound somewhat like a panic attack. I want it to sound like how I'm feeling right now. And that was the catalyst to this record. And then throughout the record, you know, other songs, uh, you know, start to come in and, and be a little bit more of like a soothing answer to the chaos, you know, that might be going on in your mind. And, that bring about peace and comfort and a moment to rest. And then there's other songs on there that kind of take the message a little bit further and everything in between. But I thought it was important. I'm, I'm coming to learn that everything I'm going through, there's a purpose for it. I can allow God to use that to help other people. Um, one, it's helping me by processing it out loud. But two, uh, there's probably somebody else who's facing it. Let's be honest. All of us have faced it these past few years with COVID. Mm -hmm. Our nation is going cray cray in some ways, you know, Um, and in some ways it feels like it's never been darker than it is right now, but there's also hope and there's a light and um, there are amazing people out there and who are doing amazing things. And I believe like God's hand is on every single person who's listening and there's a purpose for your life. And so there are amazing things ahead. And I think we can either choose to focus on the dark or focus on the light, you know? And also I I have to believe that the darker it gets, that the brighter that light can shine, you know, and whatever that way in your life that looks like, Um, you know, for me, some things had to come crashing down for me to take it serious enough to implement um, some healthy lifestyles. And so in a way I have the dark, you know, or the hard times to thank for that. And so whether you're on the top and you have the pressures of an, a huge organization that needs so much from you, there was a, something I heard from John Maxwell. When I was a kid, my dad was playing leadership tapes in our, our van, you know, wow. going to my grandparents. And I remember him saying, leadership is lonely. 
And as a young kid, I literally said, no, it's not. I'm going to prove to him it's not. Leadership will not be lonely. And then as I began to step into roles of leadership, I learned very quickly, leadership is lonely. You can be a leader of one other person. You could be a leader of just your family. You could be a leader, and I don't mean just your family, but you may not have a, a job outside of that. That is a huge responsibility, and that is a lonely job to have. Or you could be leading a multi-million dollar organization or whatever. We all hit moments of loneliness. There are so many things that can help us stay healthy. Food is one of them. Being honest is another. Relationships. Relationships and community is why I'm healthy and why I'm alive. And you got to have somebody to be able to say these things too. And with me, uh, I get the opportunity of sharing them with you and with my wife and my friends, but I also get the opportunity to share it with the world. And so it's scary saying this is how I feel, but if it helps somebody out there, I know it's worth it. Man, there's there. I hope that that is so encouraging to somebody. I mean, it's encouraging to me and you know, I think there's so much truth that can be gleaned from, you know, understanding that your greatest pain mm -hmm. is directly related to the greatest potential within you, because the more yeah. resistance you start to face, you've got to know that that's the point where you lean in more Yeah, like the, the tendency is going to be to run. Yeah. It's to, it's to back off and think it's too hot. It's too uncomfortable. It's not familiar. I don't want this. Yeah. Like I want something that's easy. That makes me feel safe, but to know that you are getting so close yeah. to tapping into some potential within you, that yeah. is something you will never have experienced before. If you just stay the course and if you stay committed to what it is that, you know, like you're the, the positioning of where you're at, yeah. I think it was just recently, maybe it was this past weekend, but I heard her pastor Steven say something about like, look at the who when you're in the where, so like wherever you're at right now, wow, that's great. look around at the who, Yeah, because there is likely the support and the help that you need. Like yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's like, you're there for a purpose, but you've also got to look around and say, okay, what do I need to support this? Yeah. Because yeah. you've got to do the legwork too. Yeah. And, and so I, I, it's like, it's just so encouraging because it is all of us and it will yeah. come at a yeah. certain point. If you're not already there, it, yeah. it's funny because I, was thinking this morning, I remember, can't remember where we were at, but I remember your wife, Britt. And so she's, Britt's just great. I mean, I love her so she's much. Amazing. She's such a good friend to me. And I remember just like, we were, I think like at your house and she was doing something in the kitchen. And I remember her just saying like, this was probably a couple of years ago too. And it was so off the cuff, but I was like, man, there's, there's so much exciting things like going on in your life right now. I was like, do you just like, do you wake up and feel like, man, this is so cool. And she was like, I wake up and I feel like we need to have counseling. We need to have <laughs> yeah. like people in our lives that are holding. Yeah. And I thought that was so unexpected because yeah. I would have thought just be like, man, it's yeah. Like what, what yeah. a blessing. This is so great. Yeah. And it is, but yeah. she was like, very seriously, like, no, I get up and think, we need to have the yeah. accountability and the boundaries in place because I see where this is a very slippery slope where yep. things can, the, the really important things could be a huge miss. We might yep. be doing a lot of things mm. that garner a lot of attention and that are great, but we could also, there could be some things that come at the expense of that, yeah. that are more important, you know, yep. like kids and your family and your relationships, like yep. in your house and with your parents and, and everything. So yeah, yeah I just we see it time and time again. I mean, that's why 
you see, uh, you know, the famous people out there with their lives falling apart. It's yeah. because they choose the opportunity. They choose the next movie. They choose the next deal. They choose the over their spouse, over their children. And we luckily at an early age have refused to follow that pattern. But here's the thing. It's easy for me to buy into that lie. You know, a few weeks from now, I could be like, man, well, that next thing feels really tempting. It This one might be worth missing the kids this much or, or not being around Brit or not, you know, like this one might be worth it. And that's why I think it's so important. You have accountability in your life. You have people in your life that, that understand your values and know, and keep hold you to no. I'm going to help you make the decisions that are going to keep you as the best father that you can be and the best husband that you can be. And I would say today for anyone listening, like decide if that's what you want and build around that. If you'd rather at the end of your life, people to be able to say, you know, the most amazing wife, the most amazing husband, man, a faithful father, faithful mother, um, man, this person was generous. Like whatever it is that you want people to, to know about you, don't wait till you're 60, till you're 70 to start implementing those things. Like I want to make decisions right now that 60 year old Brandon is like looking at 32 year old Brandon going, thank you. Thank you for doing that then. Yeah. Cause if you, I would be starting now, it would, it'd be too late. Right. There are things physically I'm like, I could probably get away with not working out, not wait in other seasons where I, I ebb and I flow, especially because the schedule's so crazy. I have to work extra hard at big dis- discipline there, but I could get away with probably eating a little unhealthy, but is that going to like compound? And then when I'm 40 years old, I'm gonna be like, oh my gosh, like if I set the disciplines and the rhythms now, older Brandon's going to thank me. I want to be that kind of father, that kind of husband people can look up to at 32 years old instead of being 60. And it's like, okay, I'm starting to get my, you know, priorities, right. Yeah. I'd encourage other people to do the same, you know, don't wait. It's not worth it. No, it's great perspective. It really is. And life will just sneak on by. If you don't claim that early on, you will wake up 20 years down the road and think, gosh, I thought I had more time to do this. Or, you know, I I really miss that window in that season. My kids are grown and they're out of the house. I mean, it's never too late to right the ship and make a pivot in life and start claiming those things. But don't wait until life slows down because it just doesn't. It really doesn't. You know, this is generational stuff too. Like the decisions that we're making today, you know, really make an impact on the next generation. All right. You know, my dad's a great example of it's never too late. My dad was, you know, 40 something years old was eating a few peanut butter and jellies sandwiches a day, every day, and would drink three to four Mountain Dews every single day and add sugars into his Mountain Dew. <laughs> the fact that my dad Only, is alive right yeah, now is a, a miracle. Yeah. And then he completely changed everything about the way he eats and he works out. Now, my, now if you saw my dad, he's shredded. He looks like a Greek God. Yeah. And I, it's a little bit depressing being his son. I'm like 32, he's 61 and like just absolutely chiseled. And I'm, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, that's my dad. I know I've got work to do. I've got work to do. <laughs> Mac Lake is thriving. He, he is, is thriving at yeah. 61, you know, and it really wasn't that long ago that he made a complete 180, mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and so because he's done that, if he was still eating peanut butter and jellies and drinking Mountain Dews, do you know how much harder it would be for me to, to feel like, oh, you know, okay, I can do this. But because my dad, who's older than me has turned around, 
really pursued health, it's so much easier for me to go, okay, he set the example. Let me do that. Now I've got to believe that the decisions I'm making now are going to influence those of my children. And uh, that's how you get rid of and cut out these generational curses or thing, you know, generational bad habits and and disciplines and how we turn this thing around. And man, if enough people did that, I got to believe that our country would be healthier. You know, our communities, communities would be a lot healthier if we all did that. That's great. I, I, I want to know now. So, and I know a little bit just personally, but I want you to share this with everyone else too, because I'm, I'm willing to bet maybe people want to know what is it that you're doing in this season now? So given where you've been and the things you've kind of learned about just preserving your mental health and, and prioritizing it really, yeah. right. Like taking the yeah. time to slow down and to hit the pause button and be like, I, this, this is a moment that I need to, I need to step into as rest. But physically, in terms of your health, you know, you just come off of like multiple tours and so, and then came right home and Britt just had, you know, banner. So third baby boy. And I mean, it was like days and it was just like so much, you know, like, I mean, wow. But what are you doing now? Because there's not a lot of consistency. Like there's, it's consistently busy, Yeah. but it's, you know, I imagine you have to put some thought into how am I going to plan so that I know that I have good nourishment, that I know that I have enough rest, that I know that I'm getting enough downtime. Is there a way that you look at your schedule or week to week that you and Britt just say like, Hey, you know, we're like, how do you choose? And what is it that you're choosing when it comes to your physical health? That's making sure that you guys are staying in a really good place where you feel your best. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me say before I say anything that these are goals for us, so we don't always hit them. Right. But I would say, um, because my relationship with Brittany is like, just obviously like my relationship with God is priority number one, but with her, this is where everything flows out of that. Right. If, if we're not good, nothing's really good to be honest, you know? And so the goal for us, and we don't always hit it. Like we, like you said, just had a baby brought home a puppy from tour. I'm an idiot, but I brought home a puppy. (laughs) I, I for one am all for the animal choices. Yeah. So (laughs) we've, we've both made bad animal choices, but we're sticking with them. We love it. (laughs) Uh, We love the cray cray, but we try to date night. The goal would be once a week. And then we get some kind of like getaway every quarter. Um, You know, we honestly would love to have every other month have a night away together and just prioritizing our time together. You know, what we try to do every week is do checkups and like, Hey, all right, how are you feeling? And we try to do this as much as possible. Make that a, a, a regular part of our relationship is like, how you doing? Are you heavy? What's weighing on you? Or what are you excited about? What, you know, what's, what's got you pumped. The more we've gotten to learn each other and get to know each other, the more I, I've, I know kind of what makes her light up and what gets her excited. And so when she's low, like trying to do those things, like I know she loves tennis. And so if I ever be like, babe, you want to go play tennis? She's like, really? You know, like what? Like, and she's so, so competitive. Kind so. Of, oh, she's so competitive. Yeah. <laughs> she gets excited and then she'll go out there and like kick your butt hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She'll, she'll break ankles. Um, and so, you know, I think Brittany really knows too, like how, how to, to lift my spirit. And so we're really, uh, I've really tried to to learn how to do that well in this season is is hold each other accountable and, and hold each other up, you know, and because there's so much going on that sometimes you just can't do it yourself. Right. But we like every day get outside. And I think that's important. 
there's even, you would probably be able to say, but there's something to getting grounded. If you want to stay grounded, get your feet in the ground, like go outside. I play with the boys. Sometimes it's the last thing I want to do. I'm exhausted, but like blaze is like, let's go play soccer. And I, I, nope, this is actually the best thing for me. Go outside, take your shoes off, get grounded, play with the kids put the phone away. Like one of the healthiest things I do now is have moments where I'm like, I'm not going to look at my phone for an hour. Mm. Y'all that's crazy. Just an hour. Like (laughs) I I should be able to go a day without the phone, but even just like, okay, all right. If that's, I'm starting there. I'd like to get to a place where I'm going away for an entire weekend and not looking at my phone. It's not realistic right now, but if I can do, okay, an hour here, an hour here, and I'm start to do that and develop a rhythm of that it'll be easier for me to take off a larger amount of time. Like I said, having a lot of fun. Like when I come home from really busy seasons, it's like fun is priority. Number one, it's just connect with the kids, have a blast, get outside, you know, doing date nights, you know, every week getaways once a quarter, if we can vacation is so, so important. Now I thought who needs a vacation until I've been, so until I started really adulting and I'm like, yeah. okay, like <laughs> this is an absolute necessity, yeah. but it's the, it's the first thing to cut out of your schedule, yeah. you know, for me. And so now I'm really trying to stick to that. What do you do yeah. on tour when you're on the road? Okay. Cause you're, you, you'll be gone. And like, you come home maybe for like, you know, a quick 12, 24 hours, then you're like, you know, you're back out the door. So yeah. okay, when you're on the road, what yeah. are you doing for food? Because you either eat yeah. out. Or you have to like locate some natural grocer and buy groceries. Yeah. I've actually personally yeah, <laughs> been yeah. very curious of like, what is Brandon doing? I'm worried yeah. about his nutrition. It's so it's not easy yeah. ever. There are healthier options though. And yeah. so, because you're having people go out and get food for a few hundred people, this Maverick city tour was like nine to 12 buses. Wow. So like, this isn't like let's Uber eat something from Kava to the yeah. one bus. It's like, no, we have to have to find a place that can produce yeah. that much food at 11 PM at night. Yeah. Right. We'll take 168 chia puddings yeah, exactly. <laughs> made with coconut milk, no sugar. Right. hundred <laughs> like, percent. So because that late night food is almost like, a, okay, this is never going to be healthy. Yeah. There might be a salad. Like you could do a salad. Um, but if you're a man like me and you're just like, after two and a half hours of dancing and singing on stage and sweating like crazy, you're like, I crave a meal meal, you know, no offense to the salad eaters, but, and so I'm like, okay, I can't really count that as, as a healthy meal. So I'd be, I'm really disciplined throughout the day. We do have a caterer, um, who travels with us and you can make requests. Um, for them to cook, you know, like I've, I learned from you to like, if you're going to do an omelet, like maybe don't do, have them cook it in oils and all this kind of stuff, yeah, but yeah. like maybe butter with some, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. do you could, there's different ways of doing somewhat healthy things, you know? And, yep. and so uh, I work with the, with the chef a little bit and, uh, and then I just try to pick out, you know, there's obviously lots of carbs available, but I really try to pick out and eat my greens and, and meats. Yeah. Usually there's a grilled chicken option every single day. You know, sometimes it's steak. There's always salads available and stuff. So really it's just, it's great food throughout the day with the chef and, and the catering team. It's, it's at night where I get in trouble. Yeah. Yep. It happens with the best of us. And then there's <laughs> the some, there's like, uh, Kurt Franklin was out on tour and he is so chiseled, so disciplined, works out twice a day, probably, you know, 
and he's 50 something. Can't remember exactly how old he is, but just uh, absolute machine. And so there were days I jump in working out with him. Oh, uh, a few of us on the team, there'd be certain venues where there would be um, like a, a hockey team's gym was open. So we'd go, you know, borrow oh, their gym and work out. And so, yeah, just tried to stay as to any time there was a gym available. And then when there wasn't, we're doing creative exercises in and workouts outside by the yeah. buses and stuff, you know? Oh man. I think you just have to, you just have to make an effort at the, you know, bottom line, like yeah. be that person, ask for the butter over the canola oil that they yeah. spray on. The, yeah. It's like, it's, uh-huh. it's okay. You can be that person. Other yeah. people are going to be there with you. Yeah. You might think you're the only crazy one, but you inspire somebody else. Yeah. It's true. I roll around with avocados in my bag all the time because <laughs> I figure worst case scenario, it's very filling. I yeah. mean, now, if you don't have like plastic cutlery with you, it can yeah. be a little bit difficult to open the avocado. It's not, ex- it's kind of messy, but you know, I'm just, I'm here for salt shakers in my purse and avocado right. because <laughs> you can make it a long time with minerals and healthy fats. Yeah. So these are just tips, you know, feel free to steal I might them. start carrying around a purse with, 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 uh, <laughs> with avocados in it just for that. Yeah. Do it. Just a little salt shaker. You're good to go. You hit so you hit so many different nutrients just with that little, yeah. that little combo. I think it's just important to know, you know, what you put in is what you're going to get out. Yeah. And, and so it's like, wherever you're at and whatever season, do something, try something, you know, this whole health journey has been at times felt very overwhelming, but I love that you've just encouraged us. Other people have encouraged us just take one step. Yeah. So today, what's one step? You're not going to conquer depression in one in one day, if if you're doing it through just changing, you know, rhythms, and you're not gonna you're not gonna change your body in one day. It's not how we are wired. You know, if it worked like that, it'd be a very different game. But it's it's consistency, right? To take on the world today, why a lot of people just give up because they feel like I can't understand the health world in one day. Mm-hmm. I can't get free completely in one day. But if you were to take baby steps, if you were to be consistent and just go, what's one thing I can do today? You know, one of the, one of the healthiest things my mom ever told me is exercise. No, once today, just exercise saying no to something. Yeah. I can't tell you how much easier it is to say no to 12 things throughout the day, because just one day I started saying no to the donut. Wow. Just say no to the donut. No and to that, the donut. And then, and, and, and the then, eat, Dew. and then, <laughs> but like today, if you're like, I said no to the donut, I'm still going to drink the Mountain Dew. All right. Well, then day two, maybe do yeah. that again, do yeah. it a few, few more times. Maybe it'll be easier to say no. I yeah. heard this story about this guy. He wanted to get healthy, he wanted to, to change his life. And so he got in the car and he drove to the gym, parked his car sat there for a minute. He drove home. Didn't get out of the car. Yeah. Next day he gets up, he goes to the gym, parks his car in the parking lot, looks at the gym, sits there for a minute, goes home, does that for a few days. Then gets out of his car that next week. He goes up to the front door, touches the gym door, gets back in his car and goes home. You could probably get where I'm going with this. The next day he goes, he walks inside the gym, says, hey, to them, goes home. Next day he goes in, he sits down at one machine and he does one, one workout, right? Yeah. One muscle, yeah. right? Goes home. Next day, does it again. 
it's about eventually he's coming back and he's doing a full blown yeah. workout. It's about just taking baby steps, implementing something. Mm -hmm. Your marriage might not be awesome right now. What's one thing you can do today mm -hmm. to make it better? Just do one little thing, serve your spouse in one way. Okay. You might be eating like crap. Well, what's one thing you can remove or yeah. what's you, what are you going to say no to, yeah. to today? All right. Mental health. Maybe you're feeling a little crazy and, uh, and you need to get healthy. What's one thing you can tell yourself about yourself. That's true. That's going to counteract those other things. You need to recognize the lie, replace it with the truth and repeat it until you believe it. That has helped me. And sometimes there's just one thought that'll get me through the day that I know is true. And it tells all those other, those lies to get out of here, you know, but if there's anything I can encourage people with today, it's like, man, just do one thing. One thing. Just do one thing. That's great. I mean, I think that that's, that's the perfect place to just land this thing because it's small decisions that you can just come back to. And once you start realizing that it's more comfortable to be there, yeah. it'll be easier and easier. It's the first exactly. couple steps are going to be the hardest. Yep. And you've got to know that. I mean, like you said earlier, the, the times when you probably need to get outside and just be in the sunshine and be away from your phone and disconnect, yeah. you are not going to want to do that. Yep. You will, you, yep. you would, there are so many other things that you'd rather do that you feel like, well, that will make me feel better. But the one thing you really need to do. And the one thing mm -hmm. you need to access yeah. is the thing that just doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel like that's going to give you the right. feeling that you want, like that, that feeling of peace and feeling like, okay, I am grounded. Like what, where am I at right now? Because a lot of times, like we don't, we don't really want to be alone with ourselves. Right. It's a little bit scary. Hundred percent. Yeah. I think those thoughts really creep in, and we can, and all of a sudden, we start realizing, like, wow, we're we're dealing with a lot here. You know, yeah. I'd rather be busy because that at least distracts me to a point where I I don't even need to unpack all that's exactly. under the hood there. Yeah. So, but I I just think you've got you've got to start. Like you can't because you it will it will wreck you. You'll just implode from the inside out. So. Yeah. I think that that's just so, it's just so important. I think you've just put incredible words to that, that just help us access it, that make mm -hmm. it feel like, okay, we can do it. And it's not, it's not an overnight. It's not, not mm -hmm. something that just resolves overnight, but it is something that resolves with consistency and yeah. with showing up for yourself. Yeah. Do it for yourself. Yeah. Like it will make your relationships better. Your yep. kids will be better for it. Your, yeah. the relationships you have outside of your immediate family are going to be better. Your job, yeah. everything else that you touch is going to have better fruit at the end of it. If you can show up for yourself in small ways. Yes. So good. Man. Okay. Well, just to put a, you know, just finishing this yeah. interview out, this is so fun. Tell us something that many people maybe don't know about you that would just be kind of like maybe shocking, maybe exciting, maybe make them laugh. <laughs> I don't know. It could, be, it could be anything or it could be multiple things, but like, what's something that would yeah. just let people be like, oh, Brandon, like, that's so funny. Like, I would never guess that about you. Never guess that about me. It oh could my be gosh, like something so from hard. your childhood yeah. or, you know, just like. I'll tell you a few different things. One, um, I tried to get my mom to buy me these hip hop shoes because I wanted to be a hip hop dancer more than anything. When I was, when I was a kid, I, I did a, a hip hop dance class, which is ironic because we're right down the street from what's it called? <laughs> Peace, love, hip hop. Peace, love, which, hip hop. You know what? They have adult classes. So you, oh, this dream you shouldn't have told me. You shouldn't have told me. I just well, found this out. Actually. My dreams actually did come true on this last tour with Kurt Franklin. I danced my butt off. I mean, there were literally TikToks of Brandon Lake's dance moves and I, 
probably looked like an absolute fool, but I oh, had the goodness. time of my life. So I got to live my dream a little bit. And then just to tell you guys how, you know, I'll do basically anything short of sin to go after my <laughs> dreams and to get them done. And so when I did my very first record, uh, I raised the money for it. It was like 30 grand, like 22 years old or something like that, 24 and uh, raised about 20 grand and I needed 30. And so I said, if on GoFundMe said, if you give me a certain amount of money, I will tattoo your name on my leg. And so uh, it's one thing you wouldn't know about <laughs> me unless you saw me in very, very short bathing suit shorts. I have 23 last names tattooed on my upper thigh because uh, I kind of had to hide it. It looks like a scripture <laughs> from far off, you know, but it's a bunch of names that help me uh, get to my, you know, to, yeah, help me get this record out there. But I don't regret it because it's led me to where I am today. That's right. It's Those people are forever carried with you. Forever. Did they get like a picture, like proof? <laughs> I sent them a picture, <laughs> uploaded on GoFundMe at one point. Yeah, but it's funny. It's like, it's like family members. Then it's all, it's people. I have no idea who they are. That no idea. is hysterical. Yeah. So, That's a great story. You know, get creative. If you, if you want to get after that dream and see it happen, sometimes you just got to, you know, maybe sacrifice your, just <laughs> your upper thigh. Your upper thigh for Little it. Length. It's totally <laughs> it <fine>. sounds weird. <laughs> you know, I just think laughter can go such a long way for your health. So, oh, man, I mean, I hope that, I mean, I'm laughing from that story and I actually knew that story, but it's, it is hysterical. I think it's great. Doesn't it's get old. Just a part of the real. Yeah, I know. It's a part of the journey. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of entertainment in your household. So yes. it's, you know, we see it, we see it on Instagram and on, uh, is it YouTube now that we have like Lake we Life? We now have a YouTube series with my family called Lake Life, yeah. where you get to see the behind the scenes of what our life, home life looks like, tour life. Uh, making a record inside of a prison. We went into a prison, yeah. spent six days with these guys and made a record with them. Changed my life. Um, and you get to see me make it, the process of making the, the mental health focused record called Help. Um, and then I think the last episode will be a little bit about Banksy, our new puppy, Banner, our new baby. And, um, and then what's to come, which is my first headlining tour, which I've got coming up really in a few days. So, oh man, I know we squeaked this little interview right in before. Yeah, it's perfect. Shift from, uh, you know, full blown like dad support, new baby, puppy, all yeah. of it, and uh, yeah, it's such a privilege, and it's it's a privilege, honestly, to have been able to see you guys on a personal level and. Um, you have been there for us in a number of ways, and we've gotten to just see how God has used your family, your ministry, your purpose, and you know, you're, you're changing lives in ways that you'll never know, but mm. it's, it's Thank because you. you're sharing and because you're transparent, like people don't want to know, well, it's just hope, just have hope. Like they want to see people that have hope that also have struggle. Yeah. Like 100%. I want to know the people that are in the Real. trenches that get up every day and still have hope. Yeah. Like show me that because yeah. that's where yeah. I am. And yeah. I, I want to access hope from the pit, you yes. know? So yes. I just, I so appreciate the transparency, the vulnerability, and just that you are willing to share mm. so much of your life and, and how God is crafting each and every season. And you're, you're able to just lean into that, you know, mm. one day at a time. So, um, if you Thank are you. not following Brandon or haven't listened to his music, which I'm sure if you listen to Christian radio or Christian music at all, I know you've heard his voice, <laughs> um, and, and, and just his family and everything. I mean, there's so many places that 
that they can access you. And obviously the tours that are, have gone yeah. on that are coming up, yeah. um, any other places people can access you or resources or anything like that, that you would want to point them in that, in that direction too. Yeah, no, just anywhere you find your music, you can look up Brandon Lake, get yeah. a hold of a song that hopefully will do just that, give you hope yeah. and point you in the right direction, uplift you. And, uh, and then YouTube's uh, got some goodies just to show, yeah. show you what we're really like. And yeah, uh, we're real people and we have lots of fun, but we're also flawed people and just trying to make the most of this life and have fun while we're doing it. So, yeah. So good. Well, thanks for joining guys. This has been such a great episode. Make sure that you share it, download it, write a review, post it to Instagram, tag the health Institute, tag Brandon or myself or whoever, just let's get it out there. Let's share it. This has been so fun. Thanks for joining us, Brandon. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks.